Hi everyone and welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. This is the first podcast for counsellors that just don't align with the traditional approaches to business and that want to use their spiritual gifts, talents and interests to create, you guessed it, a private practice with soul. So look, leave it to me to provide you with everything you need, including strategies that you can use to increase your income, reduce your workload and of course increase inquiries and referrals to your beautiful soul-led private practice. I love it so much. If you haven't done it already, grab your journal, grab your pen and let's begin. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode. You know what? I set the intention this morning to tune into the energy of private practice at the moment, see what was going on so that I could give you a really helpful, valuable episode. So if you like, maybe go and get your podcast journal and pen. Of course, you can't do that if you're driving. Um, because I want to share with you, hopefully, some things that will help you when it comes to your private practice and managing some of the things that might be causing you to feel overwhelmed in the business at the moment. So I've had a little bit of a um, listen to what people are sharing in our groups and in our community. And I want to, first of all, just honor you for sharing it, because I think it's so important that we've created this safe space where we can be vulnerable and say hey do you know what I'm struggling here so I see that I see you and I hear you and it's going to be yeah my highest intention today to be able to support you in untangling some of this for yourself and the way that I'm going to do that is by sharing some insights about what I do with my business um, when I find myself in some of these more common situations. So the first one is money. So money has been coming up a lot lately, especially for uh, therapists that are in Australia, because at the moment we have all these, you know, reserve bank rate rises. And it's not only affecting private practice owners in terms of can I still afford to rent, you know, this premises or can I still afford to pay my lease it's also affecting business in terms of well can my clients still afford services and is counseling now considered a luxury by my clients and I think it's really 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 helpful to unpack some of this stuff because I know that there will be people that are thinking my clients can't afford my services and I want to give you some well, hopefully it's going to be helpful advice for, for what to do with that. So the first thing is, yes, the reality is that it costs more to live in Australia at the moment. It costs lots more. In fact, I don't have the data right in front of me now, but I think we're up to rate rise number seven or 10 or something like that. And, you know, the cost of living has gone up. Sorry, I've got a cold. Um, the cost of living has gone up. Uh, so much as well. So yes, you're going to be feeling the pinch as a practice owner, but what's it meaning for your clients? When clients aren't booking in with you, here's what I want you to understand. Yes, it may be that some clients just can't afford it. And I'm not going to argue. Um, Of course, some of you will have had conversations with clients where clients have said they just can't afford it. Here's what I feel is true. What I feel is true is that 
when your clients consider something to be an essential service, like counselling, like their health, then I think they find ways of making it happen and they find ways of, you know, supporting themselves. But they also look to you to support them. And it's not helpful if you do things like lower your fees. It might make you feel good in the moment. However, it's not helpful to your client because, you know, when and if we get out of this situation, it's going to be hard for them to go back to the normal fee. Uh, But also you have to look at your intentions behind lowering the fee. Is it to accommodate clients or is it to uh, accommodate your own mindset on something? Like, is it that you want to really help people and so you're going to lower your fees? But are you looking at the bigger consequences of what that will mean for you? Because if you lower your fees, you can fill your diary more quickly But it's going to be a different client demographic that have a different approach and a different view for the most part. I know there are always exceptions to the rules, but for the most part, see the cost of therapy as meaning something a little bit different to people who pay a little bit more for it. But also, um, we don't want you burning out because you're trying to uh, to twist yourself into the shape of a pretzel to accommodate everybody else and you put yourself last. There are so many therapists in private practice that focus on burnout. And, you know, one of the things, because I see all the copy that you write, I see all the content on your websites and you all talk about, you know, the effects of burnout and how we get to that place and what you should do. But sometimes we don't take a beat to step back and look at what we're doing to ourselves in our business. And I just want you to have that heightened awareness of the actions and the behaviors that you're taking in the business and ensure that you are not putting yourself on a path to burnout. Okay. It's no good filling your diary with clients that are underpaying or that you are undercharging for whatever reason, because you will get tired. But not only that, it will be stressful. You're going to, you know, double or triple your admin. Plus, it's also going to have the consequences of taking away time for you that you invest in doing things that fill your cup. For example, it's going to take away time from your family. Um, One of the things too is because you want to fill your books, you try and people please or client please and maybe you only have on your website that you see clients you know between 10 and and 2 but you've got clients that really want the afternoon appointment at four o'clock or they really want the evening appointment and you really want the income from that so you agree so boundaries get blurred and then resentment happens but also it's time that is taken away from you being able to recharge your batteries and when this happens it's maybe it's okay if it happens just on the odd occasion here and there but when it becomes a pattern and that person continues to book in at four o'clock or seven o'clock or nine o'clock at night then it's going to have implications for your family time for time with your you know loved ones uh, for time for your health commitments like what if that's the time you go to the gym are you now not able to go to the gym like think about the long-term repercussions of any action steps you're going to take when it comes to tinkering around with how you're going to approach the financial situation of the practice I feel like 
lowering the fees is not the answer. I feel like there's an abundance of clients out there. And if you're lowering fees because you're worried about not finding clients or you're worried about gaps in the diary, that that desperate energy is only going to attract desperate clients. Uh, if you want to be attracting clients that are willing to invest, that are in a position to invest, that can invest, etc., etc., then I really want you to consider, you know, what would be the easiest way for you to adopt an abundance mindset at the moment. So for me, for example, even when it's, you know, I talk about the seasons in business, even when it's a winter season in business, I know that there are so many clients out there right there's no shortage of clients especially with everything that we've gone through over the last few years there is no shortage of clients there's more than enough clients for all of us and I also believe that your clients are your clients they're not going to go to me or to to them or to the next counselor or the next private practice they're there because they align with your energy right they're a vibrational match to you So whatever energy you are putting into the business around money at the moment is what will align to you, right? You are going to attract things that match the vibration that you send out into the world. So that's why I'm saying just be mindful about if you're going to lower fees, the mindset that you're doing it from and the energetic space that you're doing it from. I also saw something last night. Um, now, I was watching Married at First Sight, all right? <laughs> I was watching Married at First Sight, but this came up and I forget, I think it was, oh, it may have been Mel and Leighton. I don't remember, but uh, one of the couples was saying, surely that's my decision to make about whether or not I want this thing. I don't need my partner making decisions for me. And that really resonated with me because it is, in my mind, kind of similar to how I imagine our clients feel when we make decisions for them about what they can and can't afford or what they could and couldn't handle or, you know, stuff like that. It's very disempowering. And the person who said this was you know, in her truth and she was in her power and she said, surely it's my decision to make. I don't need other people making these decisions on my behalf for me. I'm a grown woman. I can do it myself. So really think about when you are reflecting on your fee and you're wondering if it would be a good idea to lower them, I want you to think, is this something that's empowering or is it taking away somebody's ability to make a decision for themselves or is it disempowering them in in some way? Okay, you're making assumptions. The other thing that I want to share with you from a business perspective now is... um, the I've just got distracted because I'm recording this podcast and my mum's just sent me a text message asking me what time the fence the pool fence inspectors come in (laughs) this is like one of the perils of having a mac all the everything all the devices connect to each other now I've lost my train of thinking um what was I gonna say oh something about fees and money not assuming I'll come back to it Okay, 
Yeah, the other thing, oh, this was what I was going to say to you. Yes, I was going to share this. Now, this is something that I picked up from my own coaching a few years ago, and it really was a big game changer for me, and I have mentioned it to you before. But if if people aren't booking in, it's very, very, very rarely because of the money. Now, they may tell you it's because of the money, but the reality is it's usually because you haven't conveyed the value to them of that service. So if you start to notice that people are finding ways to, you know, disengage, and as I said, there will be some people that can't afford it. I'm not disputing that, but it's not going to be everybody that says to you, you know, the money's an issue. What they're really saying to you is, I don't see this as essential for my well-being, which means you haven't conveyed to them that getting help for their well-being is essential to their to their health okay so that's a clue for you to go back to your messaging to go back to your website to have a look at your social posts and just check am i being really clear about the benefits and the value that my service brings to these clients that need my help right now it, it is my content targeted around that okay so use it as a heads up to revise your message and revise your content and do you know what we all revise our messages and and do you know what if you've been following me for a while you know that this is true for myself too like I've had so many different names for this podcast and so many different intros for this podcast and so many different um uh, business names like I register a business name every other week <laughs> Um, so it's to be expected, all right? It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong. If you make a message 12 months ago, you're probably going to tweak it and, and maybe even pivot it or update it 12 months down the line when you've had an opportunity to work with more clients. So it's not a bad thing to revisit and it's not a bad thing when clients tell you, you know, I, I'm willing to forgo my therapy because to me it just feels like a chat. Um, that's all we're doing. We're just we're just chatting and I don't have to pay $150 for a chat. At the moment, I could put that money into something else. So they're not seeing the value of the counselling session as anything more than a chat. So that's really your um, clue to show them, hey, do you know what? It might look like this is a chat because after all it is talk therapy, but here's what's really going on. Um, you know, every time I say a sentence in our conversation, it's coming based on user qualifications, thousands of dollars in education, uh, my professional experience, and with the overall intention of helping you to get well. There's strategy behind it. And the fact that it looks and feels like just to chat is evidence that it's working. Okay, so you need to be more mindful about that. Um, when it comes to just moving away from clients for a moment and focusing on you as the practice owner or as the counsellor who's thinking about starting a private practice, maybe you are the one that's thinking, hmm, I really need some help, but I can't afford it. I feel like my advice to you is to look for programs that make you money so that you get your investment back. For example, 
with marketing with soul you know we've got so many it's only been women that have enrolled in that so far but we've had so many women make their investment back and then some Um, so by enrolling in programs that are designed to make you money it just becomes a no-brainer for you to sign up for them Another one that makes money that you know of at the moment as well is the Digital Product Success Hub. So um, we've got that running now. We're in the middle of a challenge. Today's day three of the challenge. Uh, By the end of the week, the people in that group will have a sellable product and I'll be sending it out to people on my email and I'll be supporting the members by sharing their products on my social and to show you what's possible. But they have invested, you know, $27 a month in learning how to make more than $27 a month. So that's what I mean. Be mindful about if you are in a position where you need more money and you're feeling the pinch, I would be focusing on enrolling in programs that have proven results of making its members money. Um, and for me, that's all my programs. But the two I'm focusing on at the moment is teaching private practice owners how to add additional revenue to their private practice through digital products. And it's not what you think. It's uh, There are a lot more layers to it than making a PDF and popping it on your website, as the members will attest to. Um And it's with Marketing with Soul. And Marketing with Soul is, you know, the cost of two sessions with a client a month. And it teaches you how to make thousands of dollars and get your practice up and going. There's case studies galore and testimonials galore that demonstrate that these are the results that you get. So if you're needing money, then I would invest in those two programs first, okay? Um, Because that will quell your anxiety about spending the next thing is you know there's been a lot of talk uh, lately about people scrambling I think and being so busy being very busy and doing so many things and it is normal I feel when you're in the early stages of private practice to be wearing all of the hats and this is you know I don't know about you, but I really believe that when I was starting my private practice, I was going to be sitting in the room and, you know, having clients on the chair and I was going to be doing all the really deep, special, powerful work with them. Uh, I didn't realize that my client time was only going to be a fraction of what I was actually required to do. I didn't realize I needed to market my practice. I didn't have a website. I didn't have a business card. (laughs) I didn't have a marketing plan. I wasn't on social media. I mean, every Every mistake, I made it. <laughs> um, but I, I kept myself busy as well because as I started to become aware of, oh, I need a website, I was the one that made it. I was the one that got my domain. I was the one that um, named my practice. I was the one that wrote my copy and my content. I was the one that wrote my website. I was the one that started an Excel spreadsheet. I was the one that was doing my own bookkeeping. I was the one who was doing my own accounting and trying to submit things um, online to the ATO through, oh gosh, what, H&R Block. <laughs> I was doing all, I was running around to GP meet and greets and I was doing my notes and I was answering my phone and I was booking the appointments and I was taking care of all the Things. So I totally get what it's like and I really feel like that is what it's like in the early stages of the business because you're trying to get the money in 
And it feels like you're always trying to play catch up because just when you think you've done what you need to do, something else emerges and you're like, oh, great, something else I've got to learn. So I know what that's like. But I also know that when you're in desperation mode for clients or for money coming in and things like that, uh, for a lot of us, our default is to get busier and to do more things. I totally understand that because I was there too. But What I now do, uh, now that I have, you know, multiple six-figure private practice where I'm only working eight hours a week, um, what I know now is that if I had my time over again, I would have definitely learned more about what do I need to be focusing on because I could have saved myself so much time and energy because it was just wasted. I spent so much time doing things that didn't shift the needle in my business at all, that didn't call in any new clients, that didn't make me any money to pay my rent or to pay myself or to pay my super or my tax or, you know, and what I understand now and the way I operate now is I the night before the next day, right? So today's Wednesday. So last night I sat down, had a look. I was like, okay, what am I doing tomorrow morning? Uh, And I set an intention. And my intention is, you know, I choose to receive more clients or I choose to do this thing. It's always like I'm choosing or I'm receiving or, do you know, and it's, by setting that intention that I get to align everything that I'm doing that next day. So today it's all about I'm choosing to over deliver to my clients today. And so what that's going to look like for me is making sure I've updated my sales pages. It's making sure I'm giving extra tips and helpful advice to people in the digital product success hub. It's making sure I check in with the women that are in the high level mentorship group and make sure that they're on track to where they want to be and that they're getting amazing results that they can be super duper proud of. It's making sure that I create a podcast for you that is going to help you get a result because your time is precious and valuable. And I know so many of you listen to this while you're in the car. Um, So thank you for that. I appreciate you so much. And then others listen while they're doing other things at home, they're cooking or they're cleaning or they're spending time with the little ones or whatever it is. So I want you wherever you are, as you're listening to this, to take something away from it and go, wow, that was really helpful. I want you to be able to say to people, you've got to go and listen to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. It is packed with useful things. So by having an intention what that allows me to do is focus my energy. Whereas in the past, my energy was just very reactive. I was scrambling, I was clutching, I was thinking I wasn't successful because I wasn't doing enough and that I needed to do more. And I was very much, what's the strategy? What's the strategy? What's the next step? Da 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 da. Not realizing that I was leaking energy out and I wasn't allowing myself space to call it back in. Now I have set my diary up so that every single day I get to call my energy back in. So these days I'm calm, I'm energized by my work because 
it is intentional work, I'm more focused and I get better results, whether that's enrollments or whether that's um, testimonials or whether that's um, income or monthly recurring revenue. My results reflect my state of mind and my state of being. I also want to just, you know, gently remind you that when we're in that mode of being really busy and we're spreading our energy everywhere in the hope that someone somewhere is going to see us um, and take action and maybe enroll with us. When we're in that energy, it's not possible really for us to be in the energy of receiving. This is coming back to that idea of the masculine energy and the feminine energy. The masculine energy is forward moving. It likes to know what's the next step, where's the goal, where are we going, what's the point, what's the purpose, how are we going to measure our outcomes. Um, that that's you know uh, um, that forward forward moving energy, being very productive, providing, doing uh, all those sorts of things. The feminine energy, when it's at its healthiest, is receiving. It's saying, how do I move instead of how do I be still? How do I distract myself? How, how do I bring variety into my work to keep mis- myself interested instead of bored? How do I work with a structure in a way that still allows me to be creative? How do I bring creativity into the business? How do I bring creativity into the boring parts of my business? How do I focus on receiving referrals? Have I set myself up to receive referrals? What's my mindset like? Um, How can I focus on building relationships right now? For me, instead of... um, marketing the practice in the masculine energy Um, maybe I want to focus on relationships as my marketing you know so you don't always have to be in that masculine energy okay allow yourself to go and do things that are fun for you that fill your cup that make you smile that bring you joy like even yesterday right you know Gabe my little doggy um he's not a well chap okay he's got like really bad heart problems he has seizures and strokes every other day um you know he I was told last year when he went and got his vaccination that he only had a couple of months but it's been a whole new year and yesterday he went and got another vaccination from the same vet and she was amazed at how well he's doing and um you know he's he's got a heart condition that he's going that it's, it's fatal he's never going to recover from it it's only going to degenerate and she's tinkered with his medication and it was a really you know going into that meeting I was nervous however I was so grateful and I was saying to Gabe on the drive down because the vet's about half an hour away and I took him the scenic way so he could see the sheep and the steers and all of this and I was just saying to him like he was a person you know thank you so much for choosing me to be your mum like thank you so much for coming into my life when you did thank you for letting me love you thank you for loving me thank you for showing me what 
unconditional love looks like. Thank you for still loving me when you see me, you know, at my best and at my not so best. Thank you for sticking by me. Thank you for being my little shadow and following me around everywhere. Thank you for protecting me with all that you have and and all that you are. Thank you for, you know, letting me cuddle you. Thank you for all the kisses. Thank you for all the walks that we've been on. Thank you for the time at the beach. Thank, do you know what I mean? And the whole time I'm saying this to him in the car, he's just looking at me and I know he understands. I know he understands. And I was just so full of gratitude going into that meeting then. And although the news is never good, I just felt so like I was the luckiest person alive to still have him. I just felt so, 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 so lucky and I just gave him the biggest hug and, you know, I got him chicken nuggets on the way home and, you know, it was just, oh, so really be aware of of the energy that you're bringing to things because it matters and if you're just doing all of the things, you're not going to take time to this is what I want to say, even though all those, you know, things were happening, I still filled my cup spending time with him. It it wasn't nice taking him to the vet and it's not nice to hear all of that news, but it filled my cup getting that one-on-one time with him, that half hour drive down, the half hour drive back, getting out of the car, letting him see some farm animals, giving him the chicken nugget. Do you know what I mean? It was, it filled my cup, it filled my soul and when I came home I had more inquiries from people who want to you know join programs with me and work with me now that wouldn't have happened if I just chained myself to the computer and was just saying okay what now I better go and post on LinkedIn okay I've done that what now I better do something on my blog okay I've done that what now like without a strategy you're never going to be receiving the clients that want to be working with you because your energy is going to be scrambled so finding a way to be more intentional and if you don't know what to focus your intention on that's when you want to go within you know if you have a practice that supports you in connecting with your inner wisdom or connecting with you know your higher self or your higher consciousness or god or source energy use that and tune in quiet your mind and tune in and just ask yourself what do I need to focus on today what what's my intention today and maybe the intention isn't to say I want more clients show me what to do to get more clients no because when we say we want things it's implying that they're not already there and as co-creators you and I both know that everything is already there so just say maybe your intention is that you're really excited to welcome newbies in you know that's your intention and your intention today is focusing on making sure everything is set up in the practice to welcome them in now you have something to focus on today and that's going to be what gets you results and shift the needle and that's what creating a private practice with soul and from soul is all about it gets to feel aligned it gets to feel beautiful it gets to be energizing it gets to be nourishing and it gets to be easy okay so that's the second thing just be aware of the busyness trap uh and yeah the other thing too is just making sure that your energy is balanced because 
Yeah, as I was saying a moment ago, if you're in that desperate energy of doing, 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 you're not giving yourself space to actually receive and be open. And if you're rushing to get content out, you're just slapping it together and putting it out there and and it's general and it's vague do you know what I mean like there's no point just don't do it It, it's not nice for you it doesn't get seen by your dream clients they're looking at somebody else's content that is speaking to them and that that person wrote when that person was in a really great space before you create content set an intention for that like how do you want the person who's reading this to feel How do you want the person who's listening to this to feel? My intention for the podcast today was to um, be open and transparent and for you to come away knowing at least one thing that you could do differently or a different way to approach your private practice that would help you call in a new client. Whether that is through energy work, as we've just discussed, whether it's through, you know, conscious intention as we've also discussed, or whether it's in, you know, the the busyness and what, what needs to be released and mindset around that, okay? Remember, uh, co- you know, consciousness is like that iceberg and it's only the very, very tip of the iceberg. It's 10% of the iceberg roughly that sits above the water. But everything you do in your private practice, just about, is governed by the other 90% that you're not consciously aware of. It's that that 90% is your beliefs, okay, in part. So that's a topic for another conversation, right? So have a think about the things we've discussed today. Have a think about when it comes to your fees, are you conveying the value to your clients of allowing themselves to get support for their mental health and well-being and how are you conveying that to them number one for yourself how are you stopping yourself by making money how are you stopping yourself making money by not investing in programs that can make you money number two uh, number three sorry where are you being busy instead of being intentional with your practice number four how can you harmonize how can you get a better balance between moving through the masculine and the feminine. We need balance there. There's got to be doing in and receiving, doing and receiving. Time in front of the computer, time away from the computer, time focused on the business, time away from the business. Okay, there needs to be that balance there. So have a think and if you need any guidance or support with any of this, of course, let me know. You just come and visit me on Instagram at The Private Practice Coach or come and tap me on the shoulder on Messenger on Facebook. I can absolutely help you. You are doing an amazing job. You know, this is a really difficult climate for you to have started a private practice in or for you to be still working in private practice. And it will require you to adapt 
And if you need help with understanding what adapting could look like for your practice, let me know, okay? There are things that we can do that maybe you haven't considered or thought of before, but perhaps I may know them just because I've got 27 years in this game and maybe you're not there just yet. It's very possible that I may be able to give you some new insights about what's going on with the practice and how we can help you achieve your goals more quickly. Okay. All right. Have a beautiful, beautiful Wednesday and I look forward to talking to you soon. Bye. I hope that you loved this episode as much as I loved putting it together for you. To get more resources to help you in your private practice, head over to Instagram. My handle is at the private practice coach. And also, if you want more inquiries and referrals for your business, let me know. I have a program called Clients on Demand that opens every quarter, and I can absolutely get you some information for that as well. You are doing an amazing job. Thank you for sharing your gifts with the world. Bye.